Well, no, I've made lasagna, but just food that lasts for a while. I'm always like, but I'm hungry, and I'm one pan's worth of hungry, so I'll eat. You know, I'll make what I eat. I like to picture like Chris in like a lifeboat with all the food to <laughs> ration. <laughs> Chris, where did you put the emergency candy? With this emergency candy. <laughs> well, I was one bag of candy hungry right now, so <laughs> it's okay. We'll just keep it in my mouth. Until you guys need yeah. it. <laughs> I like that on your life raft, Chris, there's emergency candy. <laughs> you know, for morale. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes when shipwrecks get you down, grab a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, meat suits and meat dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 116. We have now done as many episodes as the number of years the Hundred Years' War lasted. Really? Really? Yeah. Ooh. Speaking of names that don't accurately explain how horrible the events were, this week we're talking about three Halloween specials. In this particular order, they are Home Improvement, The Haunting of Taylor House, The Scooby-Doo Show, The Headless Horseman of Halloween, and of course, it's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. This episode is sponsored by, as always, audiblepodcast.com slash weep. If you go to that address, sign up for a free trial, you can get a free audiobook, and you can support our show. And if you've already done that, we very much appreciate it. And maybe consider telling a friend who could use a good free audiobook. Because you can just get one, and then even if you cancel your subscription, keep the free audiobook. So go do that now, or have your friend do it. Also, if you really want to support our show, and you want to decide what we have to talk about, you can go to readdashweek.com slash sponsor, and you can purchase a topic of your choice. For a small fee, you can make us read or watch anything within a few very reasonable time limits. So go there now. We have another sponsored episode coming up next week. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, but uh, anything you want from the face of the earth. If you want us to read your diary for an hour, we will. So go there. Small feet. Readdashweep.com slash sponsor. <laughs> I just get the sense that somebody gives us their little sister's diary. Oh, and then we just would be so make fun. fun of them. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd do it. We'd have to get, yeah. I mean, we'd have to get digital copies so we could pass it around. Sure. Well, actually, it's just called Live Journal at that point. <laughs> we could just review someone's Live Journal. Oh, I'd do it. I'd do it. And the greeting cards are your most poetic lyric and a flat champagne is a sweet sugar syrup. I'm your host. My name is Alex Falcone. I'm on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And if you followed me this week, you would have learned that thanks to Takeout Thai Food, I've amassed enough unused chopsticks to build my own giant Burning Man statue. Which I would then, of course, burn in a desert and get totally high. Wow. In Thai food. <laughs> a high THC content in Thai food, generally. Instead of instead of high, I'm just I'm gonna get so Thai this week. <laughs> Super Thai. Mm. All right, and uh, so here's my panel. First up, he's got a master's degree and a love of sandwiches. On Twitter, he's Ezra Fox, and in real life, he's Ezra Fox with a space. <laughs> Ezra, you don't have anything on Twitter this week, as you mentioned. So uh... yeah, actually, I did just post one. <laughs> Oh, what did, you, what did you say? Recording with at read underscore weep right now. Okay. Oh, I was going to post something. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Ezra. He's uh, not as active on Twitter, but you should definitely follow him. Maybe he'll talk about sandwiches more. Also joining us today, uh, if you, he's uh, on Twitter at C. Walter Smith. 
And if you followed him this week, you'd see photos and read reports from his Ultimate Frisbee tournament this week uh, in Seattle, Washington. It's Chris Smith. Hey there. Uh, Whitman Ultimate tweeted, so I responded. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> That's pretty good. You're a responder. I like that about you. Yeah, I'll get back to you. If, if we're going to make this Twitter thing really go as an opening segment, you guys are both going to have to start using Twitter. I mean, to be fair, it's not like you told us you're going to do this beforehand. Yeah. You guys should just be tweeting puns no matter what, though. That's just the thing. <laughs> As policy, that just in case I checked just, them out. Uh, Alex might need me to have a pun on my Twitter account. It's, it's a good, it's a good yeah. policy. Preemptive punning. <laughs> what about Alex's supposed need? <laughs> <laughs> and that's you heard the third voice up today, which sounds frighteningly like the rest of us. But uh, joining us for his second holiday-themed show, it's Drew Johnson from New York. If you were following him on Twitter, at Drew Johnston, D-R-U Johnston, You'd know his opinion on eating Nutter Butters before 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. Noah was an asshole about that. <laughs> was it just too early? <laughs> well, it was, we were at a shoot, and he, he just, like, the thing was is that we were all eating breakfast sandwiches, and I look over, and he just had a giant box of Nutter Butters next to him. And I was like, come on, man. It is 10 a.m. Yeah. What, what are you doing? What are you, a rock star? Come on. Yeah. Like, Nutter Butters, that's a, that's a post-11 a.m. snack <laughs> exclusively. Never before mm. 11, guys. You heard it here first. And yeah. you'll probably never hear it again anywhere else because no one else cares. But here first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will <laughs> tell people about my Nutter Butter opinions till the day that they die. Uh, probably yeah. from eating Nutter Butters way too early and choking. <laughs> although, although in sugary peanut butter breakfast-related you know, items, I delight in Reese's for breakfast. I will eat Reese's for breakfast every day. But Nutter Butters, I absolutely agree, are just terrible. What are you, mm. a rock star? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so today because we have three episodes to talk about, we are going to uh, we're going to summarize each one, do one compliment, and then a few hates. Normally we do the compliment sandwich this week. It is an open face sandwich, so we can talk about our three topics. So Chris, the first topic yeah. up today is the home improvement Halloween special from 1996. I think? Two. 1992. Oh wow, that explains mullets. Okay. Oh 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 oh. So Chris, please summarize this episode yes. for us in a spooky voice. This episode of Home Improvement is about Tim the Two-Man Taylor, who has a family and is hosting a Halloween party. Unfortunately, his oldest son is getting totally played by some bitch into dressing like Raggedy Andy, the least spooky of all. (laughs) And yet, she doesn't even like him. Uh Uh-oh. This is all solved by a haunted garage. That's what I gathered. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely gathered. So now we'll do compliments for this show. Uh, we're going to... Drew, you have the right to go first or last as the guest. What do you prefer? Uh, you know what? I think, uh, I think I'll go uh, last this one. All right. Well, I guess I'll start out because of the three of these, I have the most childhood nostalgia for home improvement. Yeah, me too. So I found it a delight to, to rewatch. And I especially like... Because I haven't watched a lot of like classic sitcom style shows in a while... I really like sitcoms where every conversation reaches its perfect end point just as somebody else walks in the door and starts a new... It's The timing is so much fun. It's such a clean, crisp world where nothing ever goes horribly wrong. I mean, didn't you see Al got sprayed in the face by pumpkin guts? That was not supposed to happen, I'm sure. <laughs> Even that, well, right? what a great this, bit. Yeah, this one goes into my compliment, oh, which is the cold open of the show. Tim is you know, taping the show with Al, and he's showing off the new way to carve a pumpkin. So he's already scooped out all the pumpkin guts, yeah. and he's already like scored where he wants the shapes to be. And then he fills it with natural gas and sparks it, and the shapes just fly out of the pumpkin. 
And, uh, you know, there's a gag with there was some back explosion and Al got covered in pumpkin. But still, (laughs) that's totally feasible. And I really want to try it. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, it's feasible, but at, at the same time, like, I feel like that's the easiest part is once you've cut it, you it's just push yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> he, he, by scored it, you mean he already carved the pumpkin and scooped it out. Yeah. And really, scooping is the key. That is by far the worst part of pumpkin carving. Yeah. Scooping the gross guts out is why I don't carve pumpkins, because it's just too gross. But then you won't yeah. get pumpkin seeds later. Those are delightful. Huge Those are benefit mm. to me. Oh, I can't stand the pumpkin seeds. Yeah, I don't care. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Ezra, me and you, man. We're going to yeah. eat pumpkin seeds all day today. Gross. Before 10 a.m. Well, on the East Coast. All right. Uh, Ezra, then. Compliment away. I, mean, I kind of just like uh, in sitcoms when you have needless animosity. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so Jill is in a carrot uh, costume. And uh, this kid, Curtis, just totally hates on her, like, all day long. And she hates yeah. on Curtis back. Uh, she pushes out of the way so she can pee first. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, it just seems like it gives you back to, like, a simpler time in the early 90s when it was okay just to be mean to little kids. And for them to be just mean to adults, like, yeah. just, hey, I like that carrot costume, you don't look as fat in it. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean... Well, great opening line, kid. <laughs> that actually plays into my compliment, which is that I thought Curtis, his, cost- his costume was the Adam, and I thought Curtis in that Adam costume was the funniest guy, like, the funniest little kid <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah. He just would like go around saying like sarcastic like eight year old quips that sounded like they were coming out of a sixteen year old like class clown, uh, which doesn't actually isn't that really great to be a sixteen year old class clown. <laughs> but when you're dressed in an Adam costume, when you're it's eight, pretty it's awesome. great. Made out of hula hoops. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. I mean, yeah. That well, what I like about him is that he is the one who should be getting his ass kicked, but he's taking a proactive stance by picking on everybody else before they can pick on him. Right, so the only thing that they can do is come back with Adam-related puns yeah. and say, why don't you go split? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I, I like Wilson. I mean, having never wa- I never watched this show uh, as a kid. I will, I will admit it now. I'm probably the one with the least amount of like nostalgia for this show, and Wilson is the best. Like, <laughs> he has such sage advice, and he, you know, he's so yeah. great. Yeah, and you never see his face. Yeah. Well, is there a reason why he keeps hiding his face? Like, does he have just, like... Like this, like half mustache that just he can't shave or something, and it's just horribly gross. <laughs> He's hiding his pathetic excuse for a mustache. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Or it said he favors the Hitler stash, and they're hiding it. Yeah, they don't want him to know. No. You know, I I don't know. I think I think he it just started out that way, where you just never see his face. We, I mean, he also. I mean, I don't think he's worked at all since Home Improvement, but like uh, it seems like he doesn't need to, right? Well, he he's actually dead now. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. He really doesn't have to work. You're right. <laughs> he died like three years ago. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> well, Drew, well, how do you depressing. feel now? <laughs> I'm depressed now. Well, we son. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the into the hate segment. Uh, today, of course, it's Hateween. So uh, in any order, just what are some things you, that you didn't like about the show now that we've gotten most of the positives out of the way? The kids' Halloween costumes yeah. were not good on the whole, besides Curtis. <laughs> uh, let's see. The youngest son dressed up as his dad with a tool belt. Yeah. Uh, middle son, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT. JTT dressed up. I him above my bed. Yeah, as some kind of gypsy pirate fae combination. 
and then the oldest brother dressed up as Raggedy Andy in a pretty well realized Raggedy Andy, I guess, but it's not a very good costume. I'm like, like you said, a well realized Raggedy Andy. I've seen a lot of Raggedy Andys, <laughs> none as well realized. Yeah, and Ryder Strong, Sean of Boy Meets World, makes a cameo appearance as jerk face dressed as a biker. <laughs> dressed Wait, that as was him? A... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you are not up on your '90s Tiger Beat, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I, if Family Matters, if there was a Family Matters character, I would be all over it. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. insane. I didn't know that. He was, and in fact, yeah. he was dressed as he was playing the same character as Charlie Sheen in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, you're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely dressed as Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Here's something I hated. He made a Lincoln joke that totally bombed, even with the audience that was paid to laugh at everything. <laughs> Yeah. This is going to be great. It's going to be so scary down there. Those kids are going to love this. Well, I'm sure they will, Tim. I believe it was Winston Churchill who said there's nothing so exhilarating as being shot at and missed. It's a safe bet it wasn't Lincoln who said that. I, I mean, I think what we've learned is it still is too soon for Lincoln jokes. <laughs> and uh, the whole audience was like, hmm, maybe I don't support this show anymore. It's funny because, like, Here's the thing, we're making fun of like that, oh, it's too soon, but like, for like JFK, still too soon. You can't make a yeah. JFK joke to save your life about, you know, him dying. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> McKinley, fuck that guy though, right? <laughs> I feel like there's one guy in the Home Improvement writer's room who is like, this is going to kill guys. Guys, <laughs> this is going to be the best thing. Abraham Lincoln, do it. And he was like the, he was like the really progressive writer of the writer's room. But guys, did you notice that for Tim's all the awful, you know, lack of effort that Tim was putting into his costume, the garage was really quite amazing. Well, well realized, haunted garage. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> uh, some early '90s humor. These guys, this family, yeah, decided to throw a Halloween party not for all of their kids, but just the oldest one of their kids and his friends. Well, it was sort of like a quinceañero. So it was like a trying to get laid party for him. Yeah, exactly. But they decorate the entire living room, kitchen, you know, out front, everything, and then they get like all of the recurring cast members who aren't in the family all two of them I guess to like be part of this haunted garage and like you know with a lot of makeup and effects and things it was crazy they had a guy on wires well I especially like that not just the stuff that clearly took a lot of time to build and the and the the fancy yeah. effects and everything I like that he was able to convince his work partner and his neighbor to lie in wait in the garage all evening for the time when they could pop out and scare the one kid who'd gotten in a fight with mullet kid. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is I was praying that at, like they accidentally killed that kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you really hated him. Made a, I wow. really hated him. A McKinley joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, boy, maybe we should call him Abraham Lincoln. And then, <laughs> and then they realize how great it is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody would even be that bummed because it seemed like girlfriend was going back to mullet kid uh, afterwards anyway. She was like, yeah. oh, you apologize for being a total douchebag during kickball. So that's a good question. All right, so... On, yeah, on you, the, you fake apologize. So the reason uh, mullet kid and backstabbing girl aren't going out currently is because he didn't pick her in kickball. Because he picked another girl... Who was better. Who had a crush on him, clearly, because she was a better kickball player. Yeah. What's, Stands what's, what's the ruling on this, guys? All's fair in kickball. I mean, if, if like, I feel like if I was that age, I'd be like, yo, come on, girl. <laughs> like, yeah. Junior high? Yeah, like 14 or so it, is what I was picking him at. Whoa. No? I mean, at 14, you should know better. 
what that kickball is awesome. At fourteen, you pick your girlfriend. Okay, twelve. At, I don't at, know. It, at twelve, I think you, maybe you pick the better player because this isn't going to last very long anyway. You know, but at fourteen, you're like you're trying to make out. Yeah. yeah. Hey, thanks, Alex. Preteen general manager of kickball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and relationships don't last long, but man, a kickball win is forever. Like that's what you remember right. for at years 12, to come. At twelve, at fourteen, you know, like half the kids didn't dress out anyway, so you're like winning is not doesn't mean much because. The cool kids weren't playing. So then you just go for the girlfriend. No, but here's the thing, though. Do you really want, like, a girlfriend who isn't good at kickball? I think that's the real issue. <laughs> oh, that's, I didn't think of that. She's not getting better, is what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. if, she doesn't, if her heart's not in it, maybe, you know? She doesn't have that hustle. Yeah, although, you know, maybe she's all right, but then the other girl is, like, like the Roberto Clemente <laughs> of kickball at the junior high, <laughs> where she's just so much better than everybody else that you have to pick her. <laughs> okay. Guys, have you ever made out? It's great. Have you ever won a kickball, Alex? <laughs> yeah, it's only okay. Making out is great. Alex, you're not doing kickball right then. <laughs> Maybe you're not making out properly. Yeah, just for my clarification, making out, I mean, I agree with Alex, making out is great. Making out is when you kick a ball and then you run around bases, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're doing that right. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Yes, can. 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 Well, I'm gone. Can I kick it? All, all right, so our second topic for today is the Scooby-Doo Halloween special, The Headless Horseman of Halloween, which is a lot of unnecessary syllables. But, Chris, please summarize this episode of Scooby-Dooby-Doo in an even spookier voice. <laughs> Right, I, I can't go full spooky because I know you're gonna make me go full spooky for Charlie Brown. It's probably gonna be full sad for Charlie Brown. <laughs> we'll see. Don't try to predict me. I'm Wiley. <laughs> okay, fine. This is the story of Scooby Doo, <laughs> a great Dane who solves mysteries with his stoner friends. This one is about a headless horseman. <laughs> Who turns out to be a greedy businessman who's off to steal diamonds. Oh, diamonds. Uh, I got distracted because Scooby Dumb is in this. I'd never heard of Scooby Dumb. <laughs> Scooby Dumb is pretty great. Oh my god, Scooby Dumb. <laughs> Scooby Dumb is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not surprised that Ezra loved him, but he really was like good enough that we could all get behind him. <laughs> the great thing of the Wikipedia page, which is like only four episodes ever featured Scooby Dumb, one of the early missteps of the series. What? I had never heard of Scooby Dumb, and I've seen a lot of Scooby. <laughs> I'm looking forward to as soon as this is over watching the YouTube the very best of Scooby Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing about Scooby, uh, we should probably say who Scooby Dumb is. So, Scooby Dumb is Scooby's gray, dumb cousin of a dog <laughs> who's exactly like Scooby, only he's gray and wears a red bucket hat. Oh, but he's dumb. He's the dumbest thing I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, his verbal skills are well beyond Scooby Doo's. <laughs> and other dogs. <laughs> and other dogs. A good point. He's a dumb person. He's very smart for a dog. A really, really smart, Dane, Great Dane. 
He doesn't know what a nose is. I mean, he doesn't know. <laughs> well, that's he's sort of inconsistently dumb because he does have a couple. Like he he knows that when a mystery happens, you're supposed to say dum dum dum. Yeah, but he doesn't know what a nose is. I mean, that's like culturally smart, but maybe kind of book stupid. Yeah, I mean, he also has like a a Sherlock Holmes red hat that he switches out uh, whenever he needs to flip for clues. <laughs> a magnifying glass. How could you call this a misstep? He was just the best part of the show. I think that one character single-handedly jumped the shark for the entire Scooby-Doo series. <laughs> I- all right, I agree. All right, so uh, we agree on some of our general compliments. Let's get more specific. Uh, so once again, Drew, first or last? Oh, I mean, I, I I'll I'll go first. That's fine with me for this one. Go for it. Uh, you know, my I mean, my my general compliment is the exact same thing as my major problem with this entire episode is Scooby Dumb. I think that he makes in everything that is great and everything that's awful about this episode, <laughs> and I love it. I mean, I kept laughing. Every time that he didn't know what a nose was, or he would go, dum, 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 I would laugh really hard. But, like, what an awful character. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A little conflicted on Scooby-Dum. Uh, Chris, your compliment. Uh, Fred and Daphne are not a large part of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> compliment. <laughs> All right, so what are the names? You want to run me through the names really fast? Uh, the blonde guy who's the leader of the group. Yeah. He's, he's the, yeah, and then Daphne, the red-headed girl. The red-headed with glasses um, and the big sweater? No, that's Velma. No, that's Velma. No, that's Velma, okay. No, the girl in the purple mini dress. Okay, good, good, good. Yep. I do like Velma. Yeah, no, Fred and Daphne are the most boring characters on the show. Okay, good. And so they were barely involved with this episode, and that's great. Uh, awesome. Ezra, your compliment. Okay, I guess this is uh, for stressing the importance of proper mechanical maintenance. Um, the plane disintegrated in mid-flight. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, so let's let's backtrack. Okay. <laughs> I guess that was out of nowhere. <laughs> so um, it, it turns out that the nephew of the rich lady wants to steal her diamonds, and he winds up running away, disguising himself as a headless horseman, and uh, they run away... Or he tries to get out of the country through like by a biplane, and uh, and so they chase him down. And Scooby and through a series of cartoon physics, Scooby and Shaggy wind up in the plane with the guy, and they're constantly trying to like flip the plane and do some other stuff. But uh, the plane winds up disintegrating at the end. <laughs> After a series of perfect Hanna Barbera stunts, including flying through a wall. <sighs> Yeah, including the plane flying through. It's a World War One plane made out of like wood and fabric. Flying straight up, flying straight down, being flown by yeah. a sleeping guy and a dog facing the wrong direction. Yeah, that plane was awesome. <laughs> the great thing about this is, I would have gotten. He says, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you know for you guys. But no, he would have gotten away with it if he had just stressed the importance of proper uh, you know plane maintenance. Because then the That's plane true. wouldn't have crashed. Yeah, yeah. or if yeah, he, he you know flown commercial. Yeah, also true. If I just yeah. bought a ticket. Yep. That's a classic, though. Scooby-Doo villains never never blame themselves for their common missteps. They always blame the snooping kids, right? <laughs> yeah. They're like reality show contestants. The exit interview is always like, well, I've learned to stick to my guns even when other people don't agree with it. <laughs> I didn't come here to make friends. I came in here to steal <laughs> <Yeah>. diamonds. <laughs> Every time. All right. Yeah. Here's, my compliment is for loyalty. So the uh, Headless Horseman, we all understand, haunts people because of his head getting blown off during... The Revolutionary War. Sure, perfect. That makes sense. 
but the horse presumably lived through it <laughs> and still carries that ghost around forever. That is loyalty to even a dead soldier. Or do you think they change out the horse every 3,000 miles or three months, whichever sooner? <laughs> All right, uh, I mean, it's hard because it's such a perfect classic cartoon and everything is perfect about it. What are your hates for this? We're going to play some trick or hate. I was going to say, I, I, don't, I never watched Scooby-Doo either. Like, I never watched any of these things growing up. I only watched Family Matters. So when I... Um, <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever, ever. Man, why didn't we pick the Family Matters Halloween special? <laughs> I doubt there is. It's probably Urkel being Urkel. <laughs> so we, I didn't realize Scooby-Doo had a laugh track. Like, how did they get the yeah, laugh track from Scooby-Doo? Well, they, they had to draw a studio audience. <laughs> I don't know. Never, I've never heard a laugh track on a cartoon before. It was weird. Yeah. It is unsettling. Plus, I, I want a Lincoln joke in there. You yeah, know? yeah, so that the audience could be, could be unsure about how they feel about it. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's something. Yeah. I hate... I hate. Uh, well, I, I guess it's just bad use of language, right? So the headless horseman has got a pumpkin for a head. It's not headless. It's headful. It's just the wrong kind. It's a, yeah. it's a pumpkin head. Yeah. Theoretically, head. if he were truly a headless horseman, he would remove the pumpkin and hold it in his hand and go... Yes. You know, give me a hair. Then it would be like a headless horseman with a pumpkin. Yeah. That he's going to make oh, yeah. shitty pumpkin seeds out of later or something. Mediocre Yikes. pie. They're delicious seeds, all right? I don't... I, you're, you're making them wrong, okay? You pick teams, you roll a ball, pancakes. you kick them, then you eat pumpkin seeds. That's how you eat pumpkin seeds. <laughs> Every part of a pumpkin is great. You need to eat every single part of. I'm like I'm like the Indian of pumpkins. Native American. I eat every single. Yeah. What do you do with the vine, Drew? I use them to fashion a whip. <laughs> <laughs> oh sure, yeah. And then and then you use the the rind for carving heads that you carry mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Yeah. And then the seeds you eat with Ezra when you guys are being gross. And then what about the goopy part? Yeah. Oh, the goopy part. That uh, that takes out uh, red wine stains real well. <laughs> <laughs> replaces them with orange. <laughs> yeah, with, it replaces them with... You, you just cover it with goopy stuff, and then you have to throw it away, and you don't ever have to deal with that, that red wine zen again. All right, other hates? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, like, I guess a lot of my comments are this in the context of other Scooby-Doo episodes, but what we didn't get was the... Uh, the guy wearing a mask wearing a mask. <laughs> like that awesome famous Scooby-Doo reveal where you pull the mask and they go, oh, you know, they pull off the creature mask and it's, you know, Mr. Winslow. And then they pull it and it's like, it's not actually Mr. Winslow. And they pull off another mask. And I just, uh, That's, I love it. And so instead, yeah. this guy went as himself, as the Headless Horseman. He well, just, no, he, yeah, he pretended that he had gotten his head stolen by the Headless Horseman. I, okay. Well, you can see through the Jack Lantern eyes, he just could could hardly deal with this god-awful smell being inside a pumpkin. <laughs> it's not bad, well, it's good. Really don't like pumpkins, <laughs> has that been clear yet? Yes. In fact, all squash. Autumn is the worst season for stuff. It's all squash Man, everywhere. It's expanding and expanding. I, I would like to eat seasonally, except for autumn, where I want to get all my produce from China. I'm like the exact opposite of that, I think. I would like to eat seasonally only in autumn, and then only eat pumpkins for the rest of the year. That sounds like something I would actually enjoy to do. Okay, I guess the, let's, let's just, just for the sake of getting along, apple cider is good, right? Everybody agrees yes. on that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So at least we're at least we're clear. <laughs> the peace accords. <laughs> the, the, the cider accords of 2011. No, the the thing about cousin Elwood is how stupid does he think everyone around him is? That like if he goes like if he just has his own head like on display, no one's gonna think that it's him. 
You know, people think <laughs> well, that's more logical that someone stole his head and put it on a headless body. But here's the thing, right? So his whole plan to steal the diamond is to pretend to be a ghost. And it, it 90% works. <laughs> it gets much farther than a diamond thief planning to steal a diamond by pretending to be a ghost at a Halloween party deserves to get. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would having especially having watched the the home improvement one, I'd be like, well, if you showed up dressed as a ghost, everybody'd be like, Dad, that's a terrible ghost costume. But these guys just go, oh shit, this one must be real. Yep, he's an it's idiot. The most gullible people ever. <laughs> yeah, Elwood's an idiot. Elwood's like, Elwood. Did, did you the the one line that stuck out to me was he was describing like how he was going to go to the bank to deposit the diamonds. And he says, the night manager's a friend of mine. We both fly airplanes. That was like <laughs> the line that he said, which I don't know what specific, why that's the specific he thinks everyone needs to know about him and his night manager friend. And it also gives away his entire plan. He does give away the plan. He's like, guys, just so you know, I'm going to the bank and not the airport, which I happen to have an airplane that could be used as a getaway if I needed one, which I certainly don't because I'm just going to the bank. Again, Elwood is so stupid. He clips out, like, a newspaper clipping with his own business failing. Like, why would you want to keep that around? Yeah, it's like, because he forgot. He's like, did my business fail? Oh, yes, this newspaper clipping says that it did. Very good. He puts it next to the speedometer in his car so he can be like, oh, grr, faster. <laughs> you, know, you know who else is stupid is uh, Scooby-Doo. Yes. Not just Scooby-Dum, but as soon as the Headless Horseman is like, I'm going to take your head, Scooby gets scared. Clearly the guy's not going to want a dog head. But Scooby's very talented, and Scooby sucks his head <laughs> into his chest cavity. Yep. <laughs> Scooby-Dum tries to take his own head off. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> way stupider. Yeah, when clearly dogs' heads are built to retract into the chest, why not try to pull it off the other way? Scooby-Doo is part turtle. Scooby-Doo actually is the best charades partner ever. When you're trying to get him to guess, like he's like, if the category was headless horseman, he could do a really good impression of that, making the horse sound and pulling his head in. Yeah. So wait, so he's a really good charades partner if the clue is headless horseman, but that's about it, right? <laughs> that's him being good. I don't know. It was only one episode. I only saw him do one charades character, but he's probably got more. No, I, I think this is his only thing. Is like the clue is um, Monet or something like that, and he's like just shrinks his head down. And does a horse sound. And like, you're not going to get Monet from that. I'm sorry. Water lilies. Water lilies. <laughs> so it's time for our third topic today. This is the most important one, obviously. This is It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Chris, summarize this in a spookiest voice. Turns out I am pretty predictable. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> Anytime you're ready. Yeah, no, hang on. Sorry, I was. Let me just get one sip of water and I'll start. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tableau of American life in the 60s. Charlie Brown. So spooky. (laughs) I can't even do it. So spooky. Keep going. Charlie Brown and his friends, Linus and Lucy and Schroeder and his little sister are in America. And it's Halloween, the spookiest of all nights. Charlie Brown and his friends go trick-or-treating dressed as ghosts. 
ghosts. <laughs> Meanwhile, Linus believes in the great pumpkin who is like Santa Claus, only a pumpkin, and comes to bring presents. So he waits in a pumpkin patch, and nothing ever comes except the echo of his soul. <laughs> and also a realization about what it means to believe in things. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I... That was such a good spooky voice, Chris. Also, there's this weird part where Snoopy's flying a doghouse over France and gets Seven shot down minutes, by the Red Baron. And he's Baron. like, it's purple sometimes, and he's fighting an invisible enemy that actually has bullets. Yeah, there are actual yeah. bullet holes in the doghouse. He gets shot he down over through... France. It's really weird. It's super long. <laughs> it is seven minutes long. It's only a 24-minute like uh, cartoon also, so it's like basically a third of it. This is this is the B storyline. Pacing was an issue. <laughs> it really was. I get, so the reason I say this is the most important one, and I wanted to do this one third, was because I just casually mentioned on Facebook after I'd watched this that despite what nostalgia has told me, it's kind of terrible. And then everybody hated you? I made so many enemies. Partially because I have a lot of old friends. So they all, this is all like, well, it's a metaphor for Christianity, I think, at some point. And also it's like a big part of their childhood. And then when I claim that they're just letting nostalgia get in the way of their fair critic, then they say that, no, no, they show their kids this every year and their kids love it, which is fine. Kids are stupid. <laughs> and anyway, my point is, it's not good, but everybody loves it. I mean, I won't say it's good, but it is captivating in a way. Like, you can't believe this is what it actually is. Yeah! Alright, so I, uh, we'll start with compliments, and if you if you get the opportunity, uh, work in whether uh, why you think people like it. Maybe that's part of the question. Well, uh, I'll, I'll say that I genuinely liked it. I actually, I never saw it as a kid, and I really liked it. I will let that be known. I'm putting it on there, and I'm even notarizing it, that I really what? enjoyed it. <laughs> it's official. You guys want to hear funny. the sound of a facepalm? <laughs> huh so it sounds like anyway okay so so tell me more about that drew i just think the humor is really funny i don't know why but i i love it it like the fact that charlie brown just keeps getting rocks for no reason <laughs> yeah it's, well no because his ghost costume was the worst ghost costume because he cut too many holes it's like a ghost yeah. spider with like a I actually like that. If everybody's, if it's ghost, 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 ghost with way too many eyes, I really like ghost with way too many eyes. Clearly, yeah. this is the worst guy. And I do, I mean, I like the idea that people are giving him rocks e- either because his costume is the worst or because they just know that he deserves that. Yeah. They're yeah. like, ooh, I got candy bar. Ooh, I got a popcorn ball. I got a rock. Next house. I got a rock. Uh, who is this person who has a bowl of rock? Apparently, everyone Every in the Every single person has rocks on hand. <laughs> Just in case he In comes. case of Charlie Brown. He Browns. doesn't notice it when it goes into the bag. He only notices it. He opens it. Oh, crap. Another rock. Yeah, he doesn't see that we put in his bag. That's so funny. The idea that you're sitting there like, trick or treat, and they give it to you, and you're like, thank you. <laughs> like, the parents just sitting there, like, staring at them, knowing they gave him a rock. And then they just go, like, wah, 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 and walk back in. <laughs> All right, so here's I'll, I'll do my comment, and this is the thing I really did like was, uh, so Charlie Brown is not supposed to be invited to the Halloween party, maybe, but is invi- he gets an invite, and Lucy says, well, there were two lists, Charlie Brown, people to invite and people to not invite, and then apparently they must have gotten the lists confused. So not inviting people to a party is pretty satisfying if you don't like them, but it would be way more satisfying to make a list of people you're explicitly not inviting. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that I'm overlooking you. 
I'm not inviting you on purpose. There's a danger there, though, Alex, clearly, is that you might get the list mixed up. And Well, solved by a very easy bit of labeling, do not invite these people. And you just underline the not so you make sure you see it. <laughs> that would do it. Good job. As we've learned from several movies, that always works. Yes. And, and what, if you don't read the header on your own list and you don't notice on your own list that you're inviting people like Charlie Brown who get rocks for candy, then... <laughs> You deserve what you get when he shows up and puts his grimy face in your apple-bobbing water. Aww. <laughs> sure, you can pity him. This is part of the reason I love it, this this so much is because Charlie Brown just gets shit on consistently. <laughs> it, it, it does not matter why, and I just think it's so funny just to keep shitting on this kid the entire time. And, like, he never offers any analysis. He never, like, expects or, or like... Yeah, he just keeps getting rocked. Yeah, he, he just accepts it. Touche. All right, Chris, compliment. Oh, oh God. Chris, do you want to drink more water? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <sighs> so, that's right. Charlie Brown's dancing is amazing. So these cartoons, we watched the uh, Christmas one. The dancing was probably the best part about it and charlie brown when he gets an invite to the party but before he's told he's on the not invite list does an amazing little jig <laughs> i miss the times of yore when people would just dance jigs in because of minor happinesses it celebrates small victories is one of the messages you know that i have for people <laughs> yeah exactly and this is a pretty being on the yeah. wrong invite list and getting lucky and getting invited anyway minor victory it's great because yeah. this, this the Pants Universe doesn't have any actual vi- real victories. They're just like, celebrate small victories, because that's all you're going to get. <laughs> there is nothing else for you, Charlie Brown. Yeah. All right, uh, Ezra, compliment. A good historical uh, lesson here. Uh, so there's a, a signed document that Charlie Brown gets from Lucy to say that you know she won't take away the football. And of course yes. she does. And the lesson uh, is one that the Native Americans learned. Don't trust documents <laughs> from white people. <laughs> <laughs> spot on i like to think that that was what it like if this was an editorial cartoon from whatever the 1700s there would just be like it would be a football that says education and your own homeland and then there's lucy and it says uncle sam and then a native american runs up and tries to kick the football and she pulls it away (laughs) i like it that's that's exactly complicated enough to be a political cartoon. That's exactly what a political cartoon would be. There'd also be like, so much reading. Yeah, there'd be a stock of corn in the back that just said, like, Britain for no reason. <laughs> just sitting there. Awesome. All right, so uh, we're going to go hating for apples now. So uh, what are things you didn't like about this this show? Which... Drew, just stretch. You'll find something. Oh, okay. I've, I've got plenty I didn't like, but yeah. <laughs> All right, here's my biggest concern. Where were the adults? It's not like <laughs> it's not like just they were wah-wah adults. There were no adults anywhere. So Linus spends the whole night in the pumpkin patch, and his sister has to go out and bring him in while he's freezing to death and put him to bed because there's no adult supervision. Also, where did Linus get the supplies and the, the money to build a block-long pumpkin patch of his own with no adults around. What is he doing? Well, it's really just the time and the irrigation, I think. Uh, and right? the pumpkin seeds that he had to have? Yeah. I think that the adamance that he had, like, he was so adamant that, that Charlie Brown was wrong about Santa Claus 
Like, so he clearly believed in this great pumpkin patch. And then when he just started screaming at Charlie Brown, what religion is Linus? I don't get what religion <laughs> he is. <laughs> the angry religious. Yeah, he's very angry. He's very, very angry. And it was almost, he did say, he, didn't he say something like, your person in red, your Santa Claus. Yeah. Did Linus become Jewish in between this and like the... <laughs> the no, he's a pumpkin evangelist. <laughs> Or if we go back to the – this was just meant to be comedy theory, then it's really – it's not the great pumpkin. We're, we're waiting for the great punchline, and it never comes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the punchline is that life is a farce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, okay, so I, I'm starting to see your point of view, Drew. If we just look at this as a constant reminder that life is miserable and shitty through the eyes of children. <laughs> all right, now, yep. I'm, now I'm amused. Now I'm and then, But also, Snoopy can fly a doghouse. Um, think about Snoopy, all right? Like, the reason this thing took so long – uh, I, I looked up where all those places he were. He was in France. He traveled over 300 kilometers. <laughs> That's really far to walk. House. Yeah. In dog years, I don't even know how far that is. <laughs> in dog miles, that's like, that's infinity. <laughs> that's basically infinity. I got a, a kind of a hate on uh, Charlie Brown. This thing was glossed over. Lucy is reading a TV guide with herself on the cover. <laughs> What? <laughs> we don't even notice this. Yes, absolutely. She is on the cover of TV Guide. What? That's solipsistic. Well, there's asshole. no adults, so obviously, you'd put kids on the uh, kids would put kids on the cover of that magazine. But is she in a world where where Charlie Brown exists as a cartoon character as well? Maybe she has a TV show and she's like the Doctor Phil or something, like the Doctor is in of that world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. Or maybe maybe this is all being filmed as a reality show, like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like Truman Show, and she does. She just didn't notice her own picture because she didn't notice that she, she doesn't know she's on TV secretly. That'd be great, actually, if like Charlie Brown was just a, a bit character in someone else's main show. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very much I think in keeping with how his life works. Yeah, <laughs> that even though his name is on the show, he's not really an important part of it. Yeah, but they keep. Wait, so- Charlie Brown, uh, he, he's, he's the main character of the show, but I always assumed that he had hair. It was just drawn bald. <laughs> yeah. I did. I was upset by his baldness. I, I yeah. didn't notice that. And then because they draw on him. They draw, they draw on the back of his head. Yes. Like, that kid is sad. They, they, <laughs> that kid, they use him kid. as a whiteboard. Yeah. He only has two curly bangs, and that's it. Aww. He's got some rare form of alopecia or something that's just, like, <laughs> destroying him. He's actually sort of got a Homer haircut. Yeah, it really is. That is sad. And Linus is thinning. It's even worse now that you think maybe he's like a cancer patient. <laughs> Everyone no. just gives maybe him rocks. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or he's been taking shit for so long that he's just stressed out and all his <laughs> oh, hair fell out. Oh, man. Yep. Using my rationale yeah. for why I find this funny, I think that's very yeah, funny. Yeah, of course you think it's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> This ad was required, but not approved by Audible. Meanwhile, in a sincere pumpkin patch. Charlie Brown, what's the point of all this? What do you mean, Linus? Is the takeaway from my search for the great pumpkin that authority figures are hollow, religious, rely on blind faith to overcome empty promises, and our inherently flawed nature forces us to make the same mistakes over and over again? Gosh, Linus, I never thought of it that way. Of course you didn't, Charlie Brown. We're too stuck in the cycle of samsara, or daily suffering, to ever notice anything that's going on. Now that you mention it, my dog has been having the same World War I fantasies for the last 60 years. (laughs) 
this dog. Now he's gone and crashed his doghouse again. And your sister keeps throwing herself at me, even though this blanket means I clearly have some abandonment issues. Did you just say something, my sweet baboo? Just said if we ever hook up, I'll be an emotionally inaccessible man-child. I'm okay with that. Call me when you hit puberty. Linus, where'd you learn all of this? From audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. I read Siddhartha by Herman Hesse, Thus Spoke Zarathustra by Nietzsche, and You're Insane, I'm a Toddler with a Blanket by me. But how could you afford all these books? Your parents never raised your allowance from wah to wah wah. At audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep, I got a free book just for signing up, and I get to keep it if I cancel or succumb to my crippling depression. That's good, because I spent $50,000 a year replacing Snoopy's doghouse and treating his PTSD. <coughs> <laughs> Uh, it is just a dog. Good grief. Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Am I the only one who totally bang Lucy Van Pelt? No. Really? really? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the line? <laughs> hey, announcer, you sound cute. Call me when you reach puberty. Alright, here's what I want to know from you guys. Let me ask you this. What is the true meaning of Halloween? Spookiness? Is it spookiness? I mean, this is an interesting thing that comes out of the out of the home improvement, is that that carrot costume, although fully realized, is not spooky <laughs> at all, and so she takes a lot of shit for it. But at the Halloween parties I've attended, that would be a pretty bitchin' costume, and everyone would like it. Yeah, that's the thing. Although the modern version of the carrot would have a much lower cut top. Mm. Yeah, that was the, a little the, more cleavage. The 90s version definitely had the weird hair also for the carrot. So so this is pre-slut Halloween, which is disappointing. But what was the earlier version, true meaning of Halloween? I think actually you, you actually hit it. It's disappointment. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's, that's really across the board. That's what comes up again and again. If you, if you note, it wasn't actually a headless horseman. It was just Elwood. Just a, just a robbing cousin. Yeah, just a robbing cousin. Plus, there's no great pumpkin. Plus... You know, you're not really gonna win at kickball if you have that girlfriend. Um, there's just, yeah, you have to decide between yeah. one or the other. Yeah, there's just it's just about failure. I think is really the life lesson. Anytime you have any kind of expectations about a party, it's gonna suck. Yeah, for me, I didn't see that kid get killed, and I wanted to see that. You know? That's how. <laughs> the days are getting shorter, the nights are getting longer, and uh, you know, you can still coerce your neighbors into things, but they're just not as into it as they used to be. Mm. Like Lincoln. Yeah. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, you're you're gonna die. That's yeah. that's what's gonna happen. Even if you're a great man, you might die. Yeah. yeah, you won't even be able to see the end of a play. Yeah, I think part of it is is that you you have family and you have the family that you have, and it doesn't matter. Like Halloween is like it just tells you you have to stick with your family. That's what I've learned from all of these because it's like. I felt really good that Lucy picked up Linus and took care of him, and mm-hmm. I felt really good that like Tim the Toolman Taylor took care of his son with the girl issues. And then I did not feel good that the cousin uh, ended up robbing the aunt of his. Yeah. Instead of just admitting that his business was in trouble and that he needed help. Yeah, she would have given him the yeah. money, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And also in Scooby-Doo, we also, I mean, Scooby-Dumb does not say much about family either. Like, that, that kind of shows that, that inbreeding is not fun. But Scooby <laughs> sticks with him despite all of his dumb. Scooby really dumb. thinks of the world of him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
I mean, I think the point yeah. is, um, whether you're in the 60s, the 70s, or the 90s, hairstyles are just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a consistent theme. Bald children, never a good look. <laughs> yeah. Although Scooby-Doo is ostensibly from the 60s, and all of their hair looks great. His look hasn't changed since it came out. Yeah, nor have oh, the jokes. Yeah. But don't boom. Dunk, 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 dunk. Hey, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you. We will be back again next week. We're going to be reading Wild Animus by Rich Shapiro. This is a sponsored episode. Scott really wanted us to read this. It's a, a crazy venture capitalist self-published book that comes with three CDs of music to complete the experience, in quotes. Oh, so God. this is going to be bizarre. I, but uh, anyway, so check that out uh, and uh, check out our review of it. I think it'll be really interesting. And then after that, it is twilight time. It is finally the moment that half of you have been looking forward to. Uh, we are going all Twilight for the rest of November, I think. So, sigh. Uh, <laughs> hasn't the show been more fun since we haven't had to do that for a while? Yeah. Hot sadness. Maybe she figured out how to write by the fourth well, book. Probably. <laughs> probably. There's the fourth book? Yeah. yeah this is and the fourth movie now. is broken into two movies. So we have two more movies to watch. Oh. Anyway, yeah, that's coming up. Uh, so thanks for being here as always, Chris Nez. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Drew, thanks for coming back and being our holiday special expert again. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. So is, uh, is there something you want to plug besides your Twitter account? Drew Johnston, D-R-U Johnston at Twitter. If you want to check out, uh, yeah, just Drew Johnston at uh, Twitter um, is going to be great. And if you're in New York, uh, come check me out at uh, the UCB Theater. Uh, are you are you playing, uh, doing mostly improv shows there, sketch shows, all kinds of stuff? Uh, I'm on I'm on a sketch team at UCB called uh, Arbuckle, and I'm on an improv team called uh, Sandino. So, uh, please, yeah. If you're in New York, definitely check that out. That sounds awesome. They're both real fun. So, yeah, feel free to come on out to the UCB in Chelsea, and it's going to be great. Awesome. All right. And then, hey, everybody else, take a second, uh, if you have, and uh, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash weep, and tell me what you think the true meaning of Halloween is, because I'm, I'm searching for it. And like Linus, I think that Halloween and Christmas are the same thing. So I think there has to be a true meaning of both. So go out and find that. Let us know. Come back. We'll talk to you later. Take care, everybody. Bye. Okay, everybody. It looks like it's time to do the best detective work we've ever done. And the fastest, right? Detective work? Fast?